Welcome back to the Knock On Sports as we break down Super Bowl 55. Joining us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, it is Alan Slaughter-Zinski from Brevard Sports Network. Alan, it is great to chat with you once again, man. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing great, Anthony. Not as good as you. <laughs> uh, snow angels in all, man. Uh, congratulations, buddy. I know this is a long, long time coming, my friend. Well, it's kind of funny because uh, you and I, you, you asked me off air, you know, how old I was when the Bucks won the first one. Uh, I was 13 years old when they when they when I uh, when they won the first one in 2002. Now I'm 31 years old, and I'm kind of just thinking about that. That's kind of interesting. One and three, both in this in those numbers in my age when the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. I don't know if there's anything to that. Any you know mysterious rocks, uh, you know whatever. I, I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know what 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 it would be next for you um, in, in the box, but I will tell you to win one when you're young, like 13, and you can equate this to guys like Dan Marino and Aaron Rodgers, uh, and even Patrick Mahomes, if you will, when you win a Super Bowl when you're young, and then the thought process is, well, this was easy, or not win, but at least get to a Super Bowl when you're young. The thought process. Be- because well, this was easy. I'll always get back here and have an opportunity to win another. Doesn't always work out to be that, does it? No, not quite. Definitely not quite. I definitely thought Tampa Bay, you know, with that team after O two, they definitely could have gone back. But as we know, that definitely was not the case. And I'm not taking that for granted. With even with this team, I know Tom Brady. I don't expect the drop off, but we'll get to that in a second. But Alan, let me get your thoughts on the game itself. Uh, you know, what did you take away overall? What was the biggest storyline that you came away with this game? I just felt like, to me, it was the game plan itself. Uh, to me, Anthony, uh, between Bruce Arians, Todd Bowles, and company, uh, this was the best game plan I've seen in a Super Bowl since Bill Belichick's game plan in 2001 to stop the greatest show on turf. Um, what they were able to accomplish both offensively and defensively went beyond the numbers for this team during the regular season. Case in point, you know, Tampa Bay is a team that only utilized play action about 18, 19% of the time throughout the regular season, but through the playoffs and progressively through each game, that number rose. Ultimately, by the time the Buccaneers had got to the Super Bowl, they were pushing near 30% play action passing. Uh, in terms of defensively, you look at Todd Bowles, one of the most notorious blitzers uh, in terms of a defensive coordinator in the game. You go back over Bowles' last five seasons, and he, and he is one of the he is amongst the top of the defensive coordinators when it comes to sending the blitz. He sends it from all directions, and he sends as many as he wants. Um, but if you look at what he did in this game, they only blitzed Patrick Mahomes nine point six percent of the time. So I think it was a willingness to change the game plan up, and uh, I think uh, it, it was worked and executed to perfection. Alan, i got to give you a ton of credit. You came on the show last week. I asked you who was somebody that we weren't talking about that would make a big factor into this game. You said Rod Gronkowski. He'd been doing a lot in the blocking game, helping protect Brady, especially in the Saints game, and I even think so more even in the Green Bay game. Uh, but he was huge with his two touchdowns and some of the catches he made. Got to give you a ton of credit, man. You called it. Rob was a key factor for the Bucks to get the win. Yeah, and it goes along the lines, well, thanks, it goes along the lines of the play action. And look, for so many years in New England, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, you know, look, New England was never a team that they were just balanced. You know, 
and what you saw in the Super Bowl was a fantastic balance. And then it was time to unleash the Gronkowski and Brady uh, show. It, it just was, you know, if you went back and and watched those tapes and you know of the Green Bay game of the uh, of this of the New Orleans game, he did he did a tremendous job blocking, and that just set the stage really for him to get out open in the flat the way that he was able to get open, and we know he can catch the ball, um, and we also know what what those two are capable of in big games like this. Look, when when you have something on the line like winning a Super Bowl. Guys are going to go to what's worked in the past. And for Brady, it's always been Gronkowski in these games. Now, I know Gronk has missed a few because of injuries. But for the most part, if you go and look at a lot of the big plays the Patriots have made in a lot of the Super Bowls that they've won, it's because it's something that Brady has done with Gronkowski or Edelman, guys he's familiar with. And this was no different. Alan, the Kansas City Chiefs got pressured quite a bit. You mentioned that earlier. But are you surprised that Andy Reid, Eric Benemy, and company did not make adjustments for that pressure? They went with five-man protection and continued to do so, even when Patrick Mahomes was running for his life. Were you surprised they didn't make an adjustment? Yeah, you know, I, this is the third show I've done, Anthony, and in all three shows, uh, my biggest one of my biggest takeaways is the fact that they didn't make any adjustments. I'm surprised they didn't, but then I go back and I consider the source, and the source is Andy Reid. And you can go back to the days in Philadelphia with Andy Reid, and how many times have we said, you know, after an NFC championship game with Andy Reid, why didn't he make adjustments and run the football more? You know, why didn't he do this? Why didn't he do that? This was prototypical Andy Reid. I mean, this is what he's been his entire career Anthony the game plan stick to it for four quarters doesn't matter what's working what's not working yes he does make some calls like the fourth down call against the Cleveland Browns that's not an adjustment in game plan Anthony that's simply a decision making process in the moment yes I'm shocked and I think the thing that really shocks me is the fact that when you look at um, the fact that they were missing two starting tackles you know, Eric Remmers, the starting left tackle for the Chiefs in this game, was the same starting right tackle for the Carolina Panthers against the Denver Broncos in Super Bowl 50 that allowed, that allowed Von Miller to go off and become the MVP. Um, so I'm not sure what Andy was expecting. Uh, but look, the Buccaneers got home with their base rush package. They kept no one in the block. In fact, 92% of the time, Anthony, he provided no help to Patrick Mahomes on the pass plays. Right now, we are with Alan Slaughterzinski from Revard Sports Network as we're breaking down Super Bowl 55 and how the Bucks found a way to get the job done. We'll get Alan's thoughts on the legacies now for Mahomes and Brady next year on the Knock on Sports. Think about where you were one year ago today. What were you planning for? Whether or not you planned for a new challenge, you got it. And most importantly, you succeeded. Cooking at home, learning at home, and banking at home. At Whitefish Credit Union, we understand you've been through a lot. And as you move through the year, just know we'll be right there at your side. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are world champions after taking down the Kansas City Chiefs 31-9. 
Uh, Alan, let me get your thoughts on this because it was something that was fascinating to me. You know, again, this team this year, defense has been key. The pass rush has been there. Tampa Bay as an organization has been known more for defense. When you think about it, you even go back to the early days of the Bucks with Leroy Selman and his brother Dewey as well. That defense was really good during the 1979 season that helped them get to uh, the NFC Championship game. And then the 0-2 team, and now this team as well. Um, it's just interesting that, that defense continues to be the calling card and that Tampa Bay is 2-0 in Super Bowls and has two Lombardi trophies because of defense. Yeah, well, uh, look, let's not, uh, and I agree with what you're saying, and this was a more impressive performance in this Super Bowl than even that great O2 team, and there's many reasons why. Uh, I'm talking about in a single game. Um, but um, let's, not, let's not jump too far out front. Let's not forget that the reason that this defense was able to stay in this two-safety deep base package uh, rush attack was because they had a 21-3 lead in this game. Look, the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns, Anthony, they both have outstanding defenses. Both of those teams ran similar, if not the same, defense against the Kansas City Chiefs. And the one reason, Anthony, that it was not effective was because they were unable to get a lead on Kansas City and that, you know, that where they could run the ball and they could execute an offensive game plan where they could mix it up like the Bucs could. I can't stress to you enough how huge that first half lead was for Tampa Bay because it allowed that defense to do what they do best and continue to do it for four quarters. So, yes, the defense is outstanding, but let's not lose the offense in all of this either. It seems strange to say this, Alan, but did Tampa Bay both win the NFC title game and the Super Bowl by the play of their team, by the play of Tom Brady before the end of the first half? Yeah. Well, you know, they're the only team in the history of the Super Bowl to score 30 points in all four playoff games. So the offense had a little something to do with this. You know what I mean? But, yes, that defense was absolutely terrific. You know, for me, for the Bucs, Anthony, the only thing that scares me about defense and great defenses, and I, and as a Ravens fan, I know a thing or two about that myself, is the fact that if you go back through history and you go back through time, you can look at the Pittsburgh Steelers defenses, but they had they had an outstanding offense, too. Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan, Franco Harris, John Stallworth, I could go on. Yeah, the Steel Curtain was great. They may be your only exception to what I'm about to tell you, it is very, very difficult for teams that are defensive-oriented to come back and repeat. The 86 Bears didn't do it. The 2000 Ravens didn't do it. The Seahawks returned, but they couldn't do it. Um, it's tough. It's tough when your team is squarely built, or at least the majority of it is built on defense. Alan, something that's been interesting to me, and maybe I'm just looking at it more because as, as I am a Bucks fan and a big one, um, but Again, history was made. Tampa Bay became the first team to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium, and they're the first team to win the Super Bowl in their home stadium. So they go, you know, two and zero in a way for both of those uh, first ever in NFL history. But I kind of feel like that's been lost. I mean, that's another part of the leg the the legacy of Brady here. Not only did he take another team and win a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick, but he also adds this wrinkle to it because I don't know if there's ever going to be another quarterback that can say, and you know, it's definitely possible and now that it's been done, but I don't know if there's another quarterback that will ever be able to say that they took a team to the Super Bowl and won it in the home stadium. Yeah, Brady's ruined it for the rest of the, the younger generations. <laughs> 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 he has because, 
you know, up until the Falcons Super Bowl, there was no Super Bowl that had ever gone to overtime. Tom Brady won that one. Uh, up until this year, there's never been a team that played a Super Bowl in their own home stadium. Tom Brady ruined that one. So, you know, look, no, I, I agree with you 100%, Anthony. Uh, it's it just, to me, for those people out, if there's anybody out there, Anthony, that doesn't think that Tom Brady is the G-O-A-T, then you just don't know football. Um, I'm sorry to put it to you like that, but what this guy has accomplished, um, especially the last part that you mentioned about winning in your own home stadium. Look, I'm here to tell you a big reason why the Kansas City Chiefs flew in on the Saturday before the game is because the Buccaneers were able to keep a sense of normalcy about this game. In other words, they got to sleep in their own beds. Bruce Arians allowed them to treat this as if this were a regular season game. So the reason that Kansas City came in is because they tried to emulate that normalcy. You know, NFL teams don't fly in the cities until the Saturday before the game. Some teams will fly in on a Friday. It depends if it's a West Coast trip or not. But that's why the Chiefs flew in Saturday, to try to get a feel of that same normalcy. Didn't work for them as well as it worked for the Bucs. But this was huge for Tampa to play this game here. Um, and, and yes, you're right. As history goes on, more will be written about this. But I'm, I'm curious like you are. I don't have an answer as to why it's not talked about more right now. Al, i got a few more minutes here with you, and I want to get your thoughts on legacy here. Listen, I know Patrick Mahomes did not play well. That was because of the pressure here. Um, you know, we talked about some of the issues, the lack of adjustments by Andy Reid, but I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to go anywhere. They still have a really good roster. Obviously, they're going to have to make some adjustments, just like every team does during the offseason. Um, but at the same time, I don't think this necessarily hurts the legacy of Patrick Mahomes. It puts a dent in it, obviously. It takes him and, and shows that he's a human being and that he's not uh, just going to waltz to 10 straight Super Bowls, but what do you think about this going forward for Patrick Mahomes? Well, the, 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 the Patrick Mahomes has lost two times in the playoffs, Super Bowl and an AFC championship game, and to both times, the opposing quarterback was Tom Brady. He'll be okay. Um, you know, I think, I think Mahomes, with what he can do, look, if you didn't look at the score and you looked at the stats in this game, Kansas City still had 10 more total yards than, you know, uh, Tampa Bay did in this one. I mean, it just, you know, he just, he just never got comfortable. The Buccaneers just never let him get comfortable. He's human. It's okay. Um, he's still a great quarterback. Uh, he's still going to win multiple MVPs. He's still going to come back. Uh, to the, he'll be the two, three more Super Bowls. Whether he wins them or not, I don't know. Um, but I, I think the Chiefs' biggest issue in this one is exactly what you said, was the failure to make adjustments. And that's not on Mahomes. Um, that's, that's on Andy Reid. And I still look, how many other teams in this league with a 21-3 lead, even a 28-3 lead or whatever it was at one point in the third quarter, how many other teams in this league would you look at the screen and say, you said it, you texted me this, there's still a lot of ball game left. If it was any other team, I think all of America would have said game over. But it was Patrick Mahomes, and it was the Kansas City Chiefs, and everybody felt like, even with the lead the Buccaneers had going into the fourth quarter, that somehow, some way, the Chiefs could still find their way back into this game. That's not because of Andy Reid. 
That's not because of anybody else on the Kansas City Chiefs, but Patrick Mahomes. His legacy is just fine. Alan, looking at uh, next year, and I know it's really early. We're only 48 hours you know, after the Super Bowl. Let me get your thoughts on this. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously they're going to be Super Bowl champs. It's tough to repeat. Obviously, Kansas City just showed us that they did get back, but they didn't win it. So do you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can run it back another year? Do you think they have a chance to be a contender again? Yeah, I do. Um, and, and, I, and I do for one reason and one reason only. TV 12, man. If he's there, yep, they can. Um, I don't think there's any doubt because now Tom Brady can go back and talk to a lot of those young players and say, you, you like the way that felt? You like the way that, that champagne tasted that particular night? Yeah, well, let's go do it again. And here's how we do it again. You know what? I've won seven of them, and they never get old. So let's go win another one. So as long as Tom Brady's there, I think the Buccaneers, with that defense that they have coming back next year, guys like Shaq Barrett, to me, Anthony, is could you tell him is the best young defensive player in the National Football League right now? I, I mean, I think he's certainly up there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the players that they have uh, defensively, this is a team that's going to be favored to win the NFC. What's New Orleans going to be next year? Who knows? I mean, who knows what Drew Brees is going to be? And even if, let's say, Brees decides to come back and play, right? Uh, we saw his effectiveness late in the season. Age started to catch up with him. Aaron Rodgers is a head case at the moment. Who knows what's going to happen there? So if you look at the rest of the NFC, I think it really sets up nicely for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers again. My feature guest, Alan Slaughter-Zinski from Brevard Sports Network. Does a great job there covering high school sports down in Brevard County. Alan, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the insight as well. Hope you have a great rest of your night, my friend. Looking forward to chatting with you again soon. Anthony, thanks for having me back on, man. And uh, fire those cannons, buddy. Congratulations.